The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Commercial Range, Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business and new L200. All with a leading five-year commercial warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie all right, uh, welcome back to The Right Hook. And uh, I'm joined now by Kira Kelly, um, who is, of course, the host, uh, co-host of The Right Hook Health Checkup at this time, Monday nights. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Now, as you know, we've received a lot of complaints in recent weeks that I'm answering the questions rather than you. Yes, I, I do complain about that myself, but right. you never listen to me in turn. Well, the listeners have taken it into their own hands to fix it. Uh, every single question has uh, words with more than 10 letters in them. <laughs> I don't understand a single word of them, so I cannot contribute at all to any of the yeah, questions. Right? Except one, okay. which I'm going to do first. I have a pain in my right leg for nine months, listener says. Got a scan of the pelvis, nothing showed. Pain not there at the time of the scan. Now pain in inner thigh, down front of leg to knee. Knee is burning as I text. Female 36. Doc has me on Selex Coxib or something. Selex, yeah, yeah, yeah. Selex Coxib, which, yeah, which is a type of anti-inflammatory. The pain is really bad. Okay. Burning pain, George, really, until proven otherwise, is nerve pain. And nerve pain doesn't respond very well to anti-inflammatories, which is what that, that lady is on. Oh, this um, is another week to sack the GP. <laughs> to call the section. I'm going to be actually um, thrown out of the GP organisation. Oh, well, sack this fella. If it's nerve pain, pain. If it's nerve pain and he's given her anti-inflammatory, sack the GP. Well, well, da- radiating down the front of her, and her, down her inner thigh in the front of her thigh, that kind of radiation and that burning quality makes me think that, yes, she does have a, a, a nerve component to this. Um, where is it coming from? I don't know. It could be her lower back. It could be higher up. It's hard to say. It could be a branch of one of the, the nerves in her, and around her pelvis. She has a scan, but we don't know what kind of a scan she's had. It is possible for this woman to also have a thing done, and it might be worthwhile if a scan has shown nothing at this stage and she's had a fairly thorough set of scans. Nerve conduction studies, which would show us one of a couple of things. One is if there's an impingement on a nerve, but two, if there's if there's a problem with the nerve pathways themselves, as there can be for a variety of reasons, okay. sometimes diabetes or other neurological conditions. Um, I would suggest a different pain regime as well, because she probably should be on something for nerve pain specifically, and she probably needs further investigations, okay. I would think, as well. All right. Now, she's had this for nine months, right? Have yeah. you any idea how debilitating that is? Okay, uh, so given that this is my only question in the entire evening, <laughs> I'm going to extend it a little. Okay, I I got an attack of gout, arthritis, rheumatism. I don't know what the hell it was. Pain Thursday, pain Friday, terrible oh. pain Saturday. Right? Okay. I'm I'm useless. I am absolutely useless because of the pain. Now, as it happened, I finally decided it was gout. I took my steroids, right? Yeah. Pain went away. Okay. 
And the f- Sunday, I was like a new man. So it is yes. very important, I think, that doctors and people generally understand the debilitating nature of pain. No, I completely agree with you. If you're in significant pain, it overshadows sort of shadows everything else. You can't function. Yeah. You can't do anything. What's more, it affects your relationship. So you're grumpy as hell. So you take the head off everybody. It, it, it has a kind of a a global effect on your behaviour and on yeah. your interaction. So I just want to get that out there. And you're right about pain. Um, makes you grumpy. Uh, my pain made Ingrid grumpy. <laughs> so she gave out to everybody. Now, I'm not going to go there, yeah. How do I know if I have diabetes? Jack in turn, you wants to know that. I suppose the easiest thing is to go for a diabetes test. Um, you can have a, a, a sort of an inaccurate urine test, but it's a blood test, generally speaking. There are finger prick ones that you can do in chemists and stuff like that. Um, they're minorly sort of accurate, but you're better off having a full-blown yeah. fasting blood test, which means you, you have no food, you have no sugary drinks, you drink nothing but water for 12 to 14 hours, and then you do a blood test, you do a fasting glucose. Yeah. If that's altered, then you go on and you have other tests done, like a glucose tolerance test and a HbA1c. But it's a fasting blood test, Um, and it's totally possible to have it uh, in your local GP for a very small amount of money. And if there's a question you have it, yes, you should find out, because it's very important. All right. Now, Anya says, good work, George, although, to be fair, she did mention you as well. Um, Thanks, Anya. uh, Yeah. Uh, George, ask Kira, what's the best supplement for borderline underactive thyroid in a woman in her 50s? There are people who talk about um, supplements for thyroid disease and they usually revolve around iodine or they usually revolve around seaweed. That's what most people seem to take. I'm not going to recommend any of them because there's very little evidence to suggest that any of them are regulated to the extent of being able to say whether they're good or bad for you or indeed indifferent. Um, I would suggest if you have a borderline thyroid condition, Keep getting your thyroid monitored rather than expect to take anything for it. Um, and the thing about thyroid is this. The thyroid is this gland that sits in the front of your neck. It's the body's accelerator pedal. So it gives you energy. If it's underactive, you have less energy. If it's overactive, you sometimes have an abundance of energy, but you also feel kind of tired. So it's, it's a problem, and lots of women in their middle years have issues with it. If you have an under or an overactive thyroid on a blood test, but you're clinically well, and if the blood test is only minorly altered, I would do nothing. So, so I think we need to look at a clinical picture here as well as at a blood right. test. Right, if I'm... your blood test is altered and you're either knackered or bouncing off the walls with energy, then I would look at treating your thyroid. But right. I would look at the two in conjunction and I wouldn't recommend any supplements at all. All right. I'm deeply unhappy with this program. I mean, you're totally dominating it. I can't take this. My my morale and my your morale, psyche, your masculinity, my, in yeah, fact, is being undermined yes. by me. Speaking of masculinity, a fella has a pain in one testicle. Um, have you any advice for the? There's no lumps, no bumps. Thirty-five year old dull pain in one testicle. Get God. himself to a GP. No, that he's gone. The GP says he's not worried. Sack the GP. Um, ah, no, no, I don't agree with the GP. Should he go um, for an ultrasound? Yes, he should. He absolutely should. On Why does testicle. he have a dull? Why does he have a dull ache in his testicle? Like, okay, first of all, he probably has something like epididymis, epididymitis, rather. Which, <laughs> your epididymis is part of the sort of a stringy 
kind of grizzly thing that your testy hangs from within the scrotum. Uh, that's 10 minutes in and we have only first mention of scrotum. But anyway, um, so, so your epididymis is, is, is this thing that your, 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 your testicle hangs from, George, but it can become inflamed, which usually responds to antibiotics and okay. uh, anti-inflammatory. But we don't know that, right? We don't know that. And I would suggest a dull ache in the testes needs to be looked into uh, for a variety of reasons. Absolutely. That, that, that we won't even, let's not be alarmist, no, go and no. get some further investigations. If he was my patient, he would be having a scan, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes common sense, you know. Yes, it does. But now we're into the really complicated stuff, so I might as well go home. Okay. Paddy has been diagnosed with Decurvain's tenosynovitis, whatever that is. How long does it take to heal? Well, <laughs> I, I, you say it again, George, because I don't have the pic- I don't have the questions in front of me for. Once, I've been so. diagnosed with decurvains, Q U E R V A I N apostrophe S decurvains, tenosynovitis. Okay, tenosynovitis. Um, well, obviously, how long does it? it, it it's, a, it's an inflammation, obviously, in this man's joints along his synovium. As to why he has it or how long it's going to last. I don't know is the answer. Um, generally speaking, all of those inflammatory conditions respond to either anti-inflammatories or do respond to steroids if necessary. Sometimes require injection as well. We sometimes talked about joint injection here, but um, it's hard to say how long these things. They often run a more protracted course than you would like. Right. You, you who suffer from an inflammatory condition, you know you have your gout. Um, you know yourself that sometimes when they flare up, they can take a while to settle Oh, yeah, listen, down. I meant to ask you about the gout. You know I take steroids for the gout. I do. Ingrid says that if it, if I keep taking the steroids, all my teeth will fall out. Is that true? Um, no, it's not true. Regular steroid use... Are you challenging the... The, uh, the lovely Ingrid. Uh, I would I would be... Far too frightened to ever take on the lovely Ingrid as but well. But what do, does it have? Do steroids? It does thin your bones, okay. which I think is what the lovely Ingrid is All referring right, okay. to. You are on that, George. You were on steroids rather than anti-inflammatories because of the blood thinner that you were yeah. already on because of your your heart. But they, they are very effective. I was oh, running around the they, place. They are they are hard on the bones. Yeah, I was right. chasing girls in Super Value when I was doing the shopping. What I was you should do, bringing it back to you, Mr. Hook, is you should have a DEX scan to have a look at your bone density. I'm too old to be worrying You're about that. You're not remotely stuff. too old. What? You're only a slip of a thing. What about the 46-year-old fella? Best non-surgical treatment for calcific tendon? Well, in the shoulder. No, in the shoulder. There is he has a calcified tendon. So again, this is a bit like the fellow with the tenosynovitis. Um, he has sort of a, a joint issue. Um, physio is, is probably as good as it's going to get. Massage is probably as good as it's going to get. Um, things like that are, are helpful. Some people do suggest taking vitamin D, but it's of, of no real proven benefit in, in scientific studies. Um, mobilization and movement will be helpful. Some people do talk about surgical shaving of tendons, George, where they actually go in into a calcified tendon and they shave. Because it's become thickened, they can shave back. And there are some really excellent uh, sort of shoulder guys. Um, Hannon Mullet is, is a very good shoulder guy, a Dublin surgeon, and he would be somebody who you might want to get an expert opinion on if you had a specific sort of shoulder condition. And there are others too. I'm always loath to throw out names as if we're excluding other guys who are very good, but there's lots. Um, but 
but really there may not be some magical sort of okay. solving uh, of right. calcium without surgery. I'm, I'm getting some really interesting questions coming in straight away, but they're obviously, uh, they have to queue behind the ones we have already. So just to people who send them in, we'll definitely get to them probably next week. Another big word, Pity says versicolor on my back. What's that, Paul? Uh, so it's, it's, it's tricky enough. Pityriasis versicolor. Um, it is, it's a skin condition. It, it, it's blotchy, right? So if you're pale, your skin tends to look red and blotchy. And if you're, if you're um, dark, sort of darker, it tends to look paler. Um, it's actually, versicolor, it, it's actually a fungal-based dermatitis. And what you do is, it's far too large of an area to treat with tropical fungal creams or topical steroids, really. So what you do is this. You get yourself an antifungal wash, okay? You get into the shower. You run the shower so you are now wet. You use your Selsun, which is a kind of an antifungal wash, or you use your Nizoril shampoo, but you use it as a shower gel. You soap up a storm all over your body. You turn off the shower. You stand there for two minutes and then you rinse it all off again. And you keep going, doing that. And you can actually take topical, um, not topical, oral antifungals as well if you need to. But you, you, you know, the bad news is this, it takes a while. All right, yeah, because he was looking for non-steroidal options. So yeah, it's not really steroids based. Yeah, you don't really need yeah. steroids at all. Listen, but you need you, persistence and time and, and a bit of, uh, sort of not worrying too much about it because it does take a while to go. Yeah, I I was going to ask a question, but I can't remember what was on the bottle, so I can't tell you now. Um, but a uh, thirty-year-old, he's got bad folliculitis on the back. He's had bimycin, tetrasal, duac, nizoral, and spironac, and turmeric treatments. Will it go away? Embarrassed. Ah, folliculitis is hair, is it? Well, it's it's. Yes, it's inflamed septic spots in your hair follicles. I would suggest he needs a loofah, he needs an antibacterial soap, and he needs to exfoliate his back regularly to take away dead skin cells and to take away any of the bacteria that are infecting his, his hair follicles. If he really wants to get rid of this, he probably should be looking at um, different ways of dealing with the hair on his back. Can you get um, it? Can you get like a Brazilian or something? No. You can you can have your, your back waxed and many, many And lasered yes, and all that. You can stuff. have it lasered. It's quite hard to shave because you can't see. So you'd need you'd need a, a you know a, a nice assistant to help you with that maybe. Um but yeah I think he needs to look at doing something with the hairs on his back. And he needs a loofah. He needs a, a, something to actually physically wash with Sorry, an excuse me. Soap. Excuse me. What? You said he needs a loofah, right? A loofah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only people who know what a loofah is Are also remember the Second World War. There's, there's <laughs> young people have no idea what you're talking about. So okay, would you I'm kindly explain what a, a loofah is? A long-handled brush. <laughs> Why didn't you say a long-handled brush? Because they're called loofahs. And I, I, know I believe are. that our listeners are highly educated yeah. and motivated to, to keep up with what we're talking about. And you need to put it over your shoulder and scrub the hell out of your back. Scrub off the dead skin cells. Scrub off the dirt. Scrub off the sweat. Scrub off the head on those septic spots and keep your back clean. A loofah doused in antibacterial soap. All right. Okay. No more yapping about I'm really worried about this one. Okay? Okay. Sean Navin, Yes. 48. 
over the last six months, becoming very forgetful, no recollection of conversations, small events, telephone calls, only a vague memory for names and words I have to get okay. help with. Help, he says. Okay. Um, That's worrying he's mate, now. Isn't he? Huh? he is. He, he's in the catchment area for Dublin. He needs to go to his GP. He needs to do a mini mental test examination, which is where his memory is given quite a basic assessment of, of, of what his memory is doing. And if he is found to actually, yes, be suffering from some kind of a cognitive loss or, or short-term memory loss or indeed long-term memory loss, I would suggest he should be referred to the memory clinic in St. James's Hospital in Dublin, yeah. specialised referral centre for younger people with issues like this. Yeah, you see, he's 48, not yeah, 75. Exactly. See, I, exactly. don't, I don't care about stuff like that. It's really interesting. I recited this morning the 12 finishers in correct order of the 1,500 metres at the Melbourne Olympics. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> but I couldn't remember where the last Olympics was held, you know. So yes. I well, don't worry well, about that kind of stuff. And, and nor should you, but he is 48. And as I say, That's he's in the right. catchment area for Absolutely. Dublin. The memory clinic for James's, in fairness to them, are an excellent clinic. Right. And they will deal with this. Bear in mind, though, his fear is clearly, and I have no doubt about this, that he's becoming demented in some way, and that he's losing his, his cognitive faculties. Another thing that causes significant impaired memory loss and all that kind of stuff is things like anxiety. So you can actually really? be so much... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be just so much... Uh, sort of distracted by your your internal monologue of worry that you can forget everything else around you. So so maybe it's all something and nothing, but he definitely needs assessment and tell him not to worry, but to go and get this checked. It actually is quite important. Okay. Uh, just two people helping me on the gout. Robin Crumlin takes Ali Purnall and he, he, so do I, Rob, but sometimes you're still getting a tag. And does, then yeah. a, a listener says, you took steroids for the gout, then you proceeded to have a curry. You should rethink the diet. Oh, on the question of diet, huge reaction to the George Hook Catholic diet. Oh, God. Uh, which, as an atheist, to have banned but anybody who wants the Catholic diet which meant I lost two and a half stone uh, send me a, uh, an email to george at newstalk.ie and I'll send it to you. Rachel is 45 she has Candida albicans okay uh, she's had deflucazane but she can't yep. keep it under control the blood eating is even affecting her gums Okay, so she has candida, which is thrush, and she's saying she has it orally. She may have it more than orally, or we're not presuming. She's had diflucosol, which is antifungal, but, but that's not working. She needs to go back. She needs to... Um, here's the thing, and we say this quite frequently about things like fungal infections. Persistence is key to treatment, okay? They take yeah. a long time to kill. They take a long time to get rid of. So she probably needs a couple of things. She probably needs to use regular... Dactarin oral gel or reg regular microstatin drops in her mouth. Yeah, Dactarin, the old joke. That was the one-eyed lion. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was Dactari, but we <laughs> but we talk about him every week. The one-eyed lion. Right. <laughs> um, yes, but Dactarin oral gel. But she may also need more persistent course of oral antifungals. Okay. Oh, right. She may have had a one-off tablet. People often get it in a stack dose, 150 milligrams. She may need to go on something a little bit longer for a week or two. She oh, may right. need something even longer than that. Right. She needs to get rid of it. Cut the sugar in her diet. Get a test for diabetes as well, because that's one of the signs of diabetes is you can't okay. clear your thrush. 
um, and start drinking a little sprinkle yeah. of lemon juice and water. All right, listen, in 60 seconds, why Anna, who's 50, why will her period not stop? Does she mean it just keeps going on and on and on? It won't it? stop because she's having, an, she's 50, she's having an anovulatory bleed, which means she hasn't ovulated. So what's happened is there's no feedback mechanism from her ovary to her brain to tell her period to stop. She should go to her GP and get a tablet. A simple tablet? Yeah. That's the best answer you've ever that I've given. given in years. <laughs> and Barbara on Twitter said, listening to news talk, not a word looking at diet as the root cause of all these illnesses. It's all about medication. Uh, what do you think about that? She's not listening closely enough. That's what I would say. That's but what you're about the Catholic diet. We're recommending the Catholic right diet, center. which we're exactly. recommending. Yeah. And You'll be the Tell her to offer up a novena and it all will be it's well. It's the hook Catholic diet. I lost two and a half stone. It works. Uh, I'm working on one for atheists. <laughs> what is it? One meal and two consolations a day? Or what are they called? Conflagrations or I, something? I haven't had two consolations now for a long time. <laughs> but, but it's... Uh, Two collations and Collation. one main meal and stations of the cross, Mary Magdalene's hem and, and a load of fish. And the redemptorists uh, help me Jesus. All yeah. that included in a diet that is guaranteed to work. Right to George at Newstalk.com. If you have a medical query, send a text to 53106 and Kira Galley will be back next week. Uh, speaking of consolation, uh, we did this on the phone today. I'm very unhappy. Uh, please come in next week dressed as you usually are these days like a woman 20 years younger. <laughs> okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks, George.